Somebody with the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 174 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And extra long and because he's back and that guy, Rye. What a... Wow. Solid. Extra long, baby. I'm just going to warn Close everyone right off the bat that Christian and Ryan's Wi-Fi sucks. So right, there's that. It's gonna be might be a little choppy. Just get through it. Also, want to start the show by congratulating the new papa in the room. I told you she'd be born before the next show. Congrats, that. Christian. Thank you. I hope that she would be. And now you're neglecting her already by taking time to record the show. Well, you're the one that told me about priorities last week. So I did. Here we are. The show is above all children. It's feeding time, so there's nothing I can do really anyway, so. Feeding time, latching on the boo. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, we're all uh, video uh, chatting here while we're doing the pod, and uh, I'm trying to figure out what middle-aged soccer mom from a TV sitcom Ryan looks like right now. It's unreal. Asshole. Wait, it's always a TV reference. For, oh, the short hair, I'm 11 from Stranger Things. Long hair, I'm a soccer mom. <laughs> I actually who called you. Who called you 11? You did. I, yeah. When did you ever? A while have, ago. Ever, I had really have... short hair. I think it was maybe a podcast we did when we were doing them by you, Christian. You 100 percent called me 11. I never forget old. an insult. He absolutely did. Although. <laughs> And then well, I had to I just, look, and then I had to look up Eleven from Stranger Things, and I started dying laughing because it was dead on. This sorry, this is yeah, all starting to sound right. familiar. This is all starting to sound familiar. So I, I didn't tell I didn't tell you guys this. First of all, if you're listening, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Um, yeah. Five stars, obviously. If anything less, <laughs> then you can go fuck yourself. Um, I forgot to tell you guys that my kids were upstairs the other day. And I have the uh, I have the boxing glove that Ryan hit me with, the punch in the pod. And I wasn't paying attention, and I look over, and Lee is playing with it, my daughter. She's going, Daddy, can I keep this? And I fucking lost it. I'm like, you don't touch it. It's not a toy. <laughs> she, Tell her I have another set if you want and me then, to give them to, to them. I'll give it to them. I think Christian's frozen. And then uh, my back... You're back. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, yeah, you're what good. the hell happened there? Was it? Was that story important? Like, do I need to know it? No, it was just I flipped out on Leah for touching the the boxing glove, the punch on the pod glove, and then my three year old son goes, "Daddy, that's what Uncle Ryan hit you with." And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "It didn't hurt <laughs> though, right?" I said, "No, it kind of fucking hurt." So you can't <laughs> you can't even pretend to be a man for your son's sake. That's how sad it is. I know. <laughs> You should have no sold it to him, bro. I'd be like, nah, it didn't hurt. I just pretended it did for Uncle Ryan's ego. Whenever but he's... now, now you, now your son's walking through life knowing what a you know that what is a the pansy, stronger a, than his father. Yeah, what a pansy you are that you got knocked out by a fucking a comical, like a comic boxing glove, and like, yeah. a, like they use that. Ki- 
You know, I'm like, definitely uh, kids I'm, parties. I'm definitely afraid of spiders, and my son is now too. He thinks every bug is a spider. He told me there was three uh, spiders outside on the porch the other day. They were all ants, and he just runs. He goes, <laughs> "Spiders will die you." And I instead of, <laughs> instead of rationally being like, "No, they're not all," I was just like, "You're right. Stay away from them. They will fucking kill you." That's great. I can't wait for the mor- the murder hornets to hit New Jersey. Oh yeah, that's the next that's the next phase oh, of fear, Jesus. right? Yeah, they're they're out west now. They're, they're coming. I saw a video of uh, <clears throat> on Twitter today of the murder hornets. Like they they eat the bees whole, and then yeah. they were in the bee colony, and like a hundred bees just fucked this murder hornet up. Wild. You see how big they are? They're like birds. Yeah, they're big. And I'll tell you what. If I if one of those lands on me, I hope it stings me and just fucking ends me because I, I will live in fear for the rest of my life. Yeah. We should be good. We should be good. Don't worry about the hornets. Do we even oh, have yeah. any? That's, do we even have any? That's what they said about coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, do we even have any true. baseball or Yankees to talk about? Yeah, they, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Uh, have we heard any uh, rumors on when the season might start? We did hear a rumor that the season is supposed to start on July 1st, but that was uh, said by a former Major League Baseball player turned podcaster. He's probably more popular as a podcaster than he than he was as a baseball player. This is also true, uh, but I haven't seen it reported by any uh, any uh, reputable uh, baseball writers yet. So I'm going to reserve judgment on that one at the moment. Uh, would I like him to be right that we're getting baseball on July 1st? Sure, I'd like him to be right. But again, I, I haven't heard anybody but this this person uh, say it so far. So I don't know how true it is. You know, July, why, July 1st would give us a decent season, no? I think you could probably get in, uh, uh, what do you say, 30, 60, 90. You eliminate the All-Star break too. Remember that. Probably close yeah. to you. Probably get close to 100 games. It all see the issue in starting a season is finishing the season. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if there were talks that they wanted to be playing uh, World Series games on Thanksgiving, which would be cool, but at the same time, if you're playing in New York, how the hell are you going to play a World Series game on Thanksgiving? Let me ask so, you this. Then it becomes. Go ahead. It, if they said to you, "We'll start the season July first, and you have or ju- sometime in July, but you have two options: a) you get a really shortened season, maybe seventy games or so, but then you can have playoffs played in the regular stadiums. Whoever's in the playoffs, whoever's the home team, will play in their stadium. Or would you rather have a longer season, one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty games, but?" They're going to have to play the playoffs in the winter, you know, closer to the winter time, and they have to play in a mutual spot in a dome stadium or somewhere you, west or neutral. south. You use the word neutral all the time, but it's neutral. That's what you're going for. <laughs> yeah, neutral, whatever. It's also mutual. Mm. Nah, it's new, neutral. It's, it's mutual. Neutral. It's mutual to both of them good, that it's not their good, home, uh, home ballpark. Good question, though. Sure. What would – I don't know. I th- – See, I love when the Yankees are in the playoffs. If I can go to like, well, we're so used to going to the wild card games, but just being home in your home ballpark, man, I would actually consider flying out at that point to see a playoff game if I had to, 
but it wouldn't be the same. I think I would take the shortened season. So you're saying this with the uh, belief that there would be fans in attendance? Yeah, with there would be fans. If there would be fans, and I'd prefer it that they play their home ballparks in the playoffs. If there if there aren't going to be fans, then I really couldn't care less if it's a mutual or a neutral uh, site that they play. It it just it, the the point of playing at home is to be in front of your home supporters. So a if mutually, you're taking that away, a mutually agreed if you're upon that away, then what's the point? A mutually agreed upon neutral spot. So. You're not gonna you're not gonna win this. You used the wrong word. Now you're trying to cover for yourself. So yeah. when I get off the when I get off this call here, and I'm gonna and then I'm gonna make another one to your wife to teach you the difference between neutral and uh, mutual. Because at that it point, you might like as you well were, call my eight year old daughter. I mean, you were doing well with table and chair, and I think you you shot for the moon too fast, and you came crashing down. Everyone so can't maybe, see this, but I'm giving him the finger. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you're just you're just mad that a four day old baby gave you the finger earlier. That's how much she hates you, right? Can now. we talk about Can we talk about your daughter a little? I wanna I wanna talk about it. I think uh, maybe you would like to, if you'd like to or not. I don't know. Um, but how was it, man? Pretty little crazy, little crazy time for you. Uh, I honestly, uh, without going to into too much detail over the uh, actual birth and. Uh, Leading up to it, I don't wish that upon anybody, including my worst enemy. Uh, It was a long, long. His wife and the baby are healthy, by the way. He's, you know, just want to preface with that. Yeah, everybody's doing well, Uh, and I reached, and a lot of people, uh, you know, like overwhelming, uh, just uh, well wishes. I I can't even put into words the uh, outpouring of love and uh, people have shown back to us since uh, we announced the birth of uh, Ava. So I do want to thank everybody for that um but yeah man it was a long 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 two days uh and you know my wife's a my wife's a fucking she's a hero like you have honestly. a different respect for her now i have no respect for anybody but <laughs> i have like i have like i i grew some respect for her uh honestly to see what she went through to to bring our daughter into this world i mean uh I don't I don't I don't really have words for it. Sometimes I try to find words and, you know, but this this I don't I mean she went through a lot and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. I mean, she went through the physical pain along with the emotional pain, but just the the emotional toll that it took on everybody uh just sitting there, you know, waiting for it to happen and then she we snuck her in right before midnight, which was great because um the doctors told us that uh, we couldn't go home until we passed two midnights, uh, and we snuck her in at eleven fifty on Saturday night. So which great was good, getting out of the that, hospital. That counts as that counted as one midnight. So that was that was really good. Uh-huh. I'll say this without getting too sappy, and you know I hate being nice to you, but I'm a dad of three. I married my wife, who already had my stepdaughter Leah. So I was kind of thrown in to. I was, you know, my family was there already. I never really took the time to be like, I need to be a dad in this world. There's only one person I know that has always said that, and it's you. And I know this day was incredible for you. Congratulations. Soak it up. And hopefully you took advantage of when you were able to sleep over the last 40 years of your life or however old you are. 
because you're not going to be sleeping much anymore. It's always a backhanded dig in there. I have to. I'll say this, man, and it's it, and anybody that's listening to this right now that's that's going through or has recently gone through a birth of their child during this pandemic, it's uh it's definitely different. Uh I will say that uh but in a way it it sucked that you know people couldn't come visit but in a way i think it kind of saved their sanity on sunday yeah mm-hmm. it gets it to was, be a lot yeah, that would have been a lot that would have been a lot for you after going through all that than having your friends and family coming to see the baby that that's overwhelming almost because uh, at, at sunday it was just like okay it was just us now we can just kind of relax you know when the baby wasn't crying or hungry we could just like kind of close our eyes for a little bit and kind of just you know breathe uh i really it, it was I really wanted to introduce her to the Yankees right away. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I found that there was an old, there was a game from last year playing. Uh, so we, we let her watch a Glaber Torres home run. Nice. And then, That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, so Ken Rosenthal put out an article yesterday. Hit the headline is uh, the one team has discussed the July 1st MLB return. No plan is close to firm. His sources are from the Cleveland Indians. They sent out a memo to their players saying July 1st is the mark in the sand date to just be prepared for that to be the day that we start playing again. Yeah, we've been hearing that for how long now? I mean, July 1st has, I feel like if there's been any date that's thrown out there the most, it's been, you know, a July 1st start. So, yeah, of course we know that's the game plan. That's where they'd like to target this. But, I mean... We need to, all the plans that we heard didn't seem viable, and I haven't heard any others since. So, I, I just don't. I seriously, I don't see it happening. I think what they're doing right now is not baseball, but in general, in some of these states, they're giving us a little bit of a test run to see how we can handle ourselves. We're reopening uh, parks and stuff like that, and I think if everybody wants sports to come back, they need to just like chill the fuck out and adhere to the guidelines that they're giving us so like uh you know you know i was reading yesterday that the wildwood opened up the beaches don't go and have a goddamn party down there you know like and if you they're like the parks are open you know don't have a picnic you know it's like dumb little shit like that but it's but if they see that we can kind of handle ourselves i think we can start progressing a little i talk about here. i talk about yeah. the park right here in in where the town i live they open back up the parks i like to drive through with my kids later on in the day um just kind of settles them down it's nice to just get out of the house it would be okay if people were just like walking with you know their spouse or their kids that they live with you go there these kids are fucking playing like frisbee with one another mm-hmm. like it's just kid, just like bunch of fucking kids like everyone normally hates people now all of a sudden during this we can't <laughs> stay away from people well you know got taken away from you so it's like anything else in life but if you, you, know, you it's w- like uh you got you got multiple children right it's like if your son's playing with something that your daughter hadn't seen in three right. months and then all of a sudden it catches her eye and she's like no i want to play with it out of sight out of like mind never you never played with it. Now that you see it, you want to play with it. It's right. the same shit. Happens it's the same every day. But it's the same thing. If something you, got taken away and now it's back and you're just gonna go over the top with it. If you're if you're an objective person with stuff like this and you listen to every angle, different doctors and whatever, there were two doctors that came out of the video that made a really good point 
we got to be careful when we do open back up because our immune systems being home like this are just getting killed. We're not, we're not exposed to any type of bacteria or whatever to build up our antibodies. They expect when things do open back up and people can start hanging out and whatever the hell people do together, uh, there's going to be a lot more illness. So, you know, coronavirus didn't kill you. It's the, yeah, it'll be something else. Yeah. Murder hornet. I was, I was going through, uh, <laughs> I was going through old Instagram posts last night, and I actually tweeted about this because I thought it was funny. Uh, I found a picture of myself with a with a light bulb up my nose from the wedding I was at, at in 2018, and I was like, I don't know if I should delete this because in like 15 years, like Ava might find this, and she's gonna be like, Dad, why the hell do you have a light bulb up your nose? And then I'm also saying to myself, I was fucking hammered that night. And that's how fucking hammered I want to get when I, we can all be together again. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Leave it. It's better than having something else up your nose. I think a light bulb is innocent enough. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm honestly like I keep saying this and it's, I want to have a, sh- a shutdown party where the cops are coming when uh, this is over because I who's, want everybody to come meet. Who's going to come? Everybody. Well, you're uh, obviously Ryan, not you. Ryan will get invited. He, but he won't show. Your neighbors will come. <laughs> yeah. Your neighbors will come over for ten minutes, eat eat a hot dog or something, and then leave. It's the same shit. Hey, let me ask you this before I forget, because my brain is fried. So the best gift, one of the best gifts I've ever got was from you. And are you getting? Are you getting? Are you doing drugs while you're at home? No, I sh- wish I was. Um. One of the best gifts I've ever received was. Right, from, I heard that all the way over here. I know that was a neck crack. <sighs> that was the first one of the day. One of the best gifts I've ever received was from you and your wife. Uh, when Jack was born, you entered him into the Yankee universe for the membership, right? So I want to return that gift to you. It's something I've always thought about when you had. No, a you kid. can keep it. I gave it to you. You you don't have to return it. No, no, no. Thank I want to return that favor and give you that gift, Dick. But here's my you want to give me a gift dick? <laughs> give him that gift dick. Dick oh. in a box. Um, my problem is I don't think I want to purchase it just yet because would you rather say the season starts up soon? Would you rather have that for this season or would you not want to risk that? Would you rather a full season for when Ava is? You, I, you can't make any plans for anything right now, right? Right. I mean, <sighs> even if the season started, it guarantees that people will actually be allowed to attend these games. Right. I don't think, honestly, if they do start July 1st, I, I don't see a problem with them starting July 1st in their stadiums, but no fans can go. I mean, I, I don't see why that's a problem. Have any Has anybody been up watching the Korean Baseball League? Yes. Ryan wants to actually bring that up. It was actually... Pretty entertaining, dude. There, there's some good talent over there. I know there's some former Major League Baseball players over there. I've seen, I didn't. Um, uh, well, I only I watched Dan, like the first inning. Dan Straley, I saw was pitching the other day. He was okay. with the. I want to say he, he might have been with the A's and yeah, the I would have guessed. Of, I would have guessed the A's. Um. Yeah, Eric Timms was on at the beginning. He he was like uh, video conferencing about it. And he's from the KBO, K- oh, Korean yeah. Baseball Organization. Yeah. Uh, but dude, so the pitchers were throwing hard. I mean, 92, 93, but I mean, it, it was, it was good to watch, but it just like Chris said before we, I, cause I brought it up to him that it just really makes you miss major league baseball. 
Tyler Austin is in the Japanese league, right? He's not in the right. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, yeah, I think, but it, it was cool, and I didn't, I didn't even think about because there were there weren't fans in attendance. I was trying to pay attention to that, how that would um, be that you know the aesthetic of the game if it if you notice it really. But uh, I mean, you can't really say it by watching uh, a Korean baseball game. But you know that that's something that is weird. It, I'll be back in a minute. By the, the way, aesthetic because it's more than just the game itself that's changing. It's it's the visual of it that's a part of it too i mean the sounds of the game that's that's a part of the experience you know what i mean yeah uh i do know what you mean because uh you you've been absent the last couple of weeks and do no fault of your own but chris and i have talked about this like the only new form of entertainment that i'm really getting is you know wwe is still putting on shows but they're doing it from the performance center with nobody there and it's it's terrible it's weird like it's weird because, like you said, the aesthetics and you know you're, like, you're off. You trying to you try to watch a, an event like that. I know wrestling isn't a sporting event, but we'll just group them in all together. When you're watching sure. a sporting event, you're trying to you want to feed off the energy of the crowd. You know, it's totally, and, totally a part of it. And you're not getting that, but you know, I don't know. See, honestly, like I would. I take you know you got to take what you can get right now, bro. It's like yes, what are you gonna- exactly. Do you want to watch baseball or not? That's what it comes down to. And yeah, and then you know you know what they can do. What I was thinking that they can do is really amplify the other sounds of the game. Get mics on all the players. Uh, get the bat, the pop of the bat, the pop of the glove, the crack of the bat. Rather, make those amplified and get the other sounds of the game uh, just boosted to kind of you know replace. The crowd noise. I had heard in one of these early proposals, and it might have been the uh, spring training one, where they said they were just going to break the leads uh, into uh, cactus and grapefruit instead of actually doing American League NL this year, or mm-hmm. it might, or it could have been just the all Arizona one, one of those earlier ones that um, they were saying that uh, to kind of enhance the experience with no fans, they were going to mic players throughout all this. Yeah, I'd love that. I would love that. I I have I have like uh, I, I think that they should utilize use those empty seats. This is a totally out of the box theory, but I think they should create almost a virtual stadium experience for fans, right? And use those empty seats to kind of to set up cameras, and you can create a virtual experience where you can like buy a t- ticket for that section, and you can watch the game from the section. That's uh, not where a, the cameras are set up. That's not a bad idea. And it's actually probably pretty feasible because all these, uh, I don't think you could do it by seat, but if you go to any of these ballparks now to like buy a ticket, you have the virtual view. Like there's yeah, all like cameras on set StubHub, up. Right, right. If you go on StubHub and you pick your seat, it'll show you what your view, is, a simulation of what your view is like from that seat. Yes. Um, maybe so there's that, a that, that's what I would do. And maybe even do like a VIP ticket where you have a, a view from the dugout, a view from the bullpen, something like that. And maybe even mic up the dugout where you could hear the players from the dugout or something for like a, a VIP ticket. Just something where you can sell and turn some sort of profit because that's the that's the major element here is that baseball is going to lose a bunch of money from not just ticket sales, but vendors. I mean, they, they can't sell food. They can't sell hot dogs, beer, memorabilia, all of that. Think of all the money Yankee Stadium must make per game from not even a a, a ticket, just from the sales of food and everything else. 
I don't mind. You guys can carry the conversation for a second. I want to look something up that is actually kind of important right now. What does it have? What is it in regards to? Maybe we can uh, discuss well, the topic while you look up. What you this need. is a Yankee. This is a Yankee podcast, right? Well, yeah. There's a lot of there, it, there's a broad. Uh, 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 Boone did a Boone did an interview yesterday. I'm just trying to get some information on it based on uh, what, oh, um, what oh, he said with Aaron Judge. I was actually I meant to retweet Brian Hoke yesterday, but I got oh, I got caught Hoke up. Have it? It's easier to find. Yeah, it Hoke way. had it, and uh, it was one of the lines was about Aaron Judge, and and it was like the Yankees are still nervous. He's not going to be ready. <laughs> Like you could hear it, yeah. you can just read. And 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 I was thinking, and this is what I was going to tweet. It was like pitchers and you know everyone reports to spring training the next day. Judges hurt, and it was like, oh, it's just a precaution. We're gonna you know we're gonna sit him out a couple of days and whatever. It's nothing serious. Right, this is for, this is the tweet. This is Aaron Boone was on MLB Radio. MLB I'm muting my MLB mic for radio. a second. And he said, uh, this is in reference to Aaron Judge. He said he's due for another CT scan. I believe in a couple more weeks. So this time down has allowed that rib, that bone to hopefully continue to heal. All signs are encouraging there, and hopefully this downtime allows that rib to heal properly, and hopefully have him uh, part have him part all this as well. I think that might have been a that's uh, not really good English, but it might have been just a, a mix up on it. But basically, you know, he's judge is going for a scan in a few weeks. Boone thinks that the downtime has helped him. Chris is taking. Look at this guy. What a what a jerk off. Look at him. What? Yeah, he's, you guys. He's, you guys can't see he's, it. He's, look, and he's gonna get up and. Oh, I'm Chris. I'm important. I'm gonna take a phone call right now. Did they did they give a timetable for when he was projected to come back when the no. the injury first started? Not really. I don't believe so because yeah, really... I don't think so either. Man, so that's crazy. He so if the season were to start on time, if it started already, he still probably wouldn't be playing then. No. I think we're, you know, we were always looking at the, uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The possibility that he wasn't going to play this year. If that rib doesn't heal and, uh, he still needs to, um, you know, he needs that surgery. He's not playing this year, you know, and when Chris comes back, we can debate something for a couple minutes here. But, you know, he's like, oh, I'm Chris. I'm on the phone. I'm so, I'm important, but really, I'm not. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, did he, did he, <laughs> who knows man maybe his boss or something but did did Booney bring up any of the other uh players that are to come back from injury Stanton Paxton are they any update on those guys uh I think Paxton Paxton would have been due to come back I I would guess at the end of May maybe he would have been lined up or mid-May uh this is also from that same interview Aaron Boone said James Paxton is progressing nicely so there, I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, he's, he also goes back and says, uh, he got another quote here. It says Paxton expects, ex- ugh, easy for me to say. Paxton is expected to be fully recovered by mid May. So we're, you know, we're a couple weeks away from that. Uh-huh. Um, so that's pretty much the timetable for Paxton. So it doesn't look like anything is, uh, wrong. I mean, not wrong, but, uh, sidetracking James Paxton, uh, let's see if we got any information on Stanton. I believe Stanton is good to go right now if the season was underway. That would, that would be nice. 
What I really hope, though, is that when the season does, if it, if they do play, I really hope that they start from the beginning of the original schedule because the Yankees' first month, full month, was so easy on paper, of course. But they played they played the Orioles and Tigers uh, 14, 14 games in the first month were against the Tigers and Orioles. You know what we should do for next show? We should look at what the schedule was supposed to be and each of us separately come up with what we think the Yankees record would have been at the time we were recording. They they would have jumped out to a really nice uh, start to the year. You know, not that... And this is also... Um, let me just interject here. This is also from that same interview uh, regarding Stanton. Uh, he said Stanton should be good to go, which I guess that means that he should be healed. Um, and Aaron Hicks is uh, playing soft toss in... Uh, from both sides of the plate and throwing. So it looks like he's oh, progressing wow. as well. So that's just, that's good to hear. I'm not saying anything about this virus and people dying and whatever is any bit of, you know, there's nothing good about it, but just isolating the whole, you know, delay in this season in this case is a blessing in disguise for the Yankees because these injuries were serious. If Stanton they're just hopeful he's ready to go. Like, how can you not tell me Stanton is 100% ready to go? Wasn't this, wasn't Stanton's injury supposed to be minor? Like he might've even played opening day. Oh, he was never on target for opening day. Well, around it. I mean, it would have been on the IL to start the season. Yeah. But you know what? It's just like, it's crazy to me that they can't say that everything. Okay, you understand where we're at right now. They're not around these guys. Oh, come Everything on. is shut down. They're, come they're, on, they're talking. They're talking, sending, they're they're talking to him every day. Over, yeah, but they're also not sending trainers over there to check on them. Oh, they're going for they're going for their tests. They're keeping up on it. Trust me. I'm sure they are, but I'm also at the probably at the point where they're not able to be as involved in the in it as they probably would like to be at right now. So. And from based on what I read, should be good to go means that hey, I think he's he's good to go. I think if we were playing baseball today, uh, John Carl Stan would be in the lineup. So. Let me ask you this: Say the season starts finally in sometime in July, hopefully July first, and Stanton's back. He's ready to go. He's in the lineup, and within a couple weeks, he's hurt again, and he has a whole year again where he's just not on the field. What do you do at that point? Is there anything they can do? Is there any way to? To just nothing you can do. It, it, are it, we going to have? Thing you can do is trade him to the Dodgers. That's are we going to have another only, Jacoby Ellsbury? Here's what you do. You, I mean, you you make a phone call. You know, maybe there's a there's a guy with an Italian last name. You know, bang 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 know? bangity bang. I'm just saying because what else are you going to do? No one's going to take the contract. Right, if he has another Wait, no, but what do you mean? What do you mean by that in Italian last kill, name? Gonna, I don't get like a mod, uh, you're gonna you're put gonna put a hit out now. <laughs> put a bounty on his fucking head. <laughs> because what else are you gonna do? You can't trade him like you say trade know, him to the Dodgers. It, I know, but that's but I know, I know this contract's ridiculous, but we've seen in the past that the the, the Dodgers are the team that will take on the ridiculous contract if you want to dump them on them. Look what they did with the Red Sox. Look at dude, yeah, look but at the money they took on you know that what? Red Sox. Stan, if he hasn't years played in if he hasn't played in two years. Yeah, but Stanton's young enough where they can still be optimistic and he's so good 
that and he's he, so popular too. Right, he's gonna put fans in the seats. Polarizing. If a team like Do- the Dodgers picked him up, even if again you can't you can't sit there and be certain he's gonna stay healthy, that name adding that name to your roster is gonna excite people. They're gonna still be optimistic that this guy can. Yeah, I don't know. Be You're telling me he's young enough. He's thirty years old right now. Yeah, I mean so, it. How old? How old? How old was Ellsbury when he went down a couple years ago and never came back? What, 31? Ellsbury is probably what? He's probably about my age right now, about 36. So, you know, do the math on that. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about four-year difference there where Ellsbury gets hurt and doesn't come back, you know. Yeah, but how much how much has things changed in the last few years? We've talked about this several times no, about I know. guys being on the wrong side of 30 now. No, I know. I, I mean, the prime in baseball you're has talking, gone and you, significantly and you're talking down. About, the Dodgers don't need John Carl Stanton to put uh, the Yankees, people in their ballpark. The Yankees no, didn't no, need him either. Of course not, but he would. He still would. No, I'm saying that, you know, I think Chris was making the argument that, oh, it would excite their fan base. It no, really what, wouldn't. I, what I'm saying. I don't think it would. Oh, I do. I I think the Dodgers. Whenever you give a Dodger fan a sexy name, they're excited about it. I just think that's how it goes out in L.A. I think that's. I just don't. I I don't know. Coming off two two consecutive seasons where he hasn't but played. If I don't you had think... to pick one team that if he, if he doesn't end his career with the Yankees, who would it be? The um the recruit- maybe not end maybe not end not end his career, but where you can maybe the, see is, him playing in the next three years. Is that Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirates? Are, are recu- it's it's yeah. a recruiting monkeys, right? That's a, that's their team name. Garrett oh, Cole, Garrett Cole's contract. He's making more, I think, uh, than the Pirates have ever paid anyone in their entire organization combined. Garrett Cole's current contract. Can I ask a question? I know this was brought up. Um, bef- when this whole quarantine thing started, but I never really dove into it and and got a definite answer. Guys are getting paid, right? So if let's just say the season never gets underway, Gardy's done. Like that's it. His final year is just him sitting home. This year counts. This, uh, but it doesn't yeah, count. Dude. But it doesn't count as service time for. No, it absolutely does. That's they fought. They went and they they bargained that when this whole thing happened. So so that's we what could it was. Okay. Conceivi- we could have conceivably seen the last of Masahiro Tanaka, James Paxton, right. DJ LeMayu, Brett Gardner, uh, even you know a guy like Zach Britton. We could have seen all their last uh, games as Yankees. You so know? the Players Association fought for that because they want these guys to still get contracts and, right, again. You're, you're talking about uh, the Dodgers. You know, they traded for Mookie Betts and he might never play a game for them. Yeah, how funny is that? Wow. That was only a one-year deal? Well, he, well he's, he's a free agent. Oh, he was right. traded, so he's a free agent after this year. Right, because Red Sox fans were saying, oh, we're going to get him back. I'm trying to. All right. So here's here's what I'm seeing here from a New York Post article for the union, the players union. The biggest goal was to get service time for players, even under the worst scenario. Zero games played this season under the tentative agreement. Players will receive the same service time in 2020 that they did in 2019. If no games are contested, no games are played. Yeah. And it makes sense because because of guys like, you know, guys who are coming up on a contract, you don't want to be a year older. I mean, look at James Paxton, right? If they don't play any games this year and they say, okay, that year didn't count, you have to come back. Now you're pitching a year 
older, going through that same contract by the next year, you're a year, you're now two years older than what you should have been or a year older. You're not going to get the same, the same money. No. So I just want to interject here. Uh, you know, a delivery guy just dropped off some food at my house, so I'm not going to eat it because it, Chris and his wife sent it. So I just want to say, I want to say, you know, if this was like a normal relationship that we have here, I would say thank you. I really do appreciate it. But because uh, the last time you you told me that you almost died eating a fruit smoothie, I don't. I'm not touching it. I'm throwing it right in the garbage. My wife gives me a fruit smoothie, and then she, after I drink half of it, she goes, "Oh, can I have that back?" And she looks at the package. It expired two years ago in September. Uh, no, but thank you. You know, thank you to you and your wife for sending that food over. You're welcome. I, I probably will not eat it though. I don't trust you. It's got the it's got the Rona. I, I'm not really afraid of coronavirus anymore. To be honest with you, no, I you shouldn't. And you shouldn't be. You're a healthy, middle aged guy. I'm not middle aged, you dickhead. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I know people that are living in fear and I get I get it from a standpoint if you have underlying health conditions but at this point and to you know uh, I've been out more than uh, other people have been due to the nature of what I do so I'm not I'm kind of just over at this point and just ready to and especially now that my daughter's here and I want to take her to the park and be able to sit there and watch baseball games with her like I'm just I'm just over it now so the fuck are you going to do with her at the park Throw her down a slide? She's four days old. Yeah, and your point being, she's not going to be four days old forever. Just throw her right into the fire. Just have her slide right down. I don't really care. She went through, you know, my, my, I, I hope that, how do I want to say? I hope that what my daughter went through in the opening moments of her life, um, is a, uh, sign of the tough, strong person that she's going to be. For the rest of her life because um you know she we were yelling at her ava come on let's go mommy and daddy want to meet you and we thought it was her not, not wanting to come out but she did she was fighting that that girl so I, i'm hoping that's a sign of the uh, strong willed person as, that she's gonna as be. long as i'm a big figure in her life she will be strong and tough and get through anything. You are, yeah, okay. You just told me that you basically admitted to your son what a bitch you are. Yeah. <laughs> because you're, you're afraid really of spiders, spiders. And, and, and inflatable boxing gloves. And, you, <laughs> and you're telling me because <laughs> you might see my daughter twice in, in, a, in, a, in a year that she's going to be strong because of that? Because you want to know why every time we see her, I'm going to say, if you bring home a slum bucket like that, I'm going to fucking throw you out of the house. <laughs> Oh, that's fucked she up. <laughs> I don't know. What do you, oh, did, before we wrap up here, because my wife's texting me that she's going to eat all the food on her own, and trust me, she right now. <laughs> I think with the delirium, everybody's been going through. Oh my god, dude! I've been my, eating so much. If you sat my wife in front of a plate of pasta right now, I don't think it, it would survive, and neither would it for me, because we were living off of bags of potato chips in the hospital. <laughs> Yeah, that's the war. The the, I got try and get food at the hospital. It is the worst food I've ever had in my life. No, it's not good. But then they're like, oh, you know, dad, because you know, I can't, I couldn't leave the hospital. Like once I was there, I was there because of the coronavirus situation. They're like, yeah, you can go, but you're not allowed back in the hospital. Yeah. So they're like, but we're like, they're like, oh, you, we have a cafeteria downstairs. And I'm like, okay, fine, I can, I'll go downstairs and get food. And I'm like. 
Uh, what am I eating here? And even the jello Christian, sucks. You were you were allowed you were allowed in the in the delivery room. Yes, I was allowed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I read that they were maybe like uh, keeping at, at as few people as possible in there, and that yeah, they were good. having like the husbands wait somewhere else. That would have sucked. Good old Murph was uh, he he passed an executive order that allowed a woman to have one support person wow. in the delivery room with her because some of the yeah, hospitals that's... were uh, saying that they didn't they were you know just admitting the women but he was like that's bullshit and yeah. i'm not even a big murphy supporter but i uh, i do appreciate that he did that and just because i was going through it at the time that he was like no you can't have a woman give birth alone which honestly like i don't not that i'm not that i'm some you know superhero myself but i couldn't imagine my wife having to go nah, through that that was one nah. thing i truly supported that he did because that i was actually pissed off for you that can't that couldn't happen that would that that would be crazy if you couldn't be there. You so, know? yeah. So everything worked out well in the end. I know people are probably getting bored, like, oh, we don't care about this shit. Talk about baseball. But uh, so let's let's kind of just debate something real quick here. Uh, my cousin was texting me earlier because he was listening to the train wreck known as Moose and Maggie and. He was, and I didn't hear them today. I've been in the house all day, um, so I didn't hear them. I'll take his word for it. But Maggie was kind of insinuating if you could get Aaron Judge to play this year, even with the broken rib, and it meant sacrificing him for the rest of his career, going for a title this year, would you do it? Uh, absolutely not. Going for a title? If you could get Aaron Judge to play. If you can get Aaron Judge to play this year, let's say at eighty percent, but it would basically sacrifice the rest of his career no way. to chase a title this year. Is would it, you have him play? Listen, I don't mind that you brought that up. I think it's interesting for us to talk about the fact that there's a show on the radio that's talking about this. Yeah, is really? Isn't that kind of like classless? To like, like it's because like, hey, let's get it. What are you talking about on the radio? On the radio, they. They, you know, they're sports radio in this area. They can talk about a bunch of different things. We're Yankee oriented, so we need something like that to talk about. So it's fine for us. I think that's the most ridiculous thing in the entire world. The Yankees don't, yeah. Do they need Aaron Judge in a sense of he's a huge presence? He's the face of the team. Yes. Can they still win a title without Aaron Judge? Absolutely. Here's my whole point about that, though. I think we sacrificed. We might have already sacrificed Aaron Judge's career to chase a title last year because he didn't say anything. If he would have spoke up and maybe yeah. not played in the postseason last year, you know, maybe we're looking at a scenario where he's able to, he'd be maybe able to play right now if we were playing baseball. So, yeah, because what was the date on that when he sustained that injury? It was in September, right? September yeah, like twenty first or something. Wasn't it their their final home? Yeah, might have been like their final home uh, home stand of the year. I know it was late in the season. Hmm. So yeah, I just think I think it's an incredibly ridiculous. If she did say that, and I have no reason to believe, and Oops. I'm gonna I'm saying this. Are we still there? Yeah, yeah I took good. a snapshot of you. <laughs> And I have no reason to believe my cousin would lie about this. Uh, so, but again, if this was really said, would you sacrifice Aaron Judge's career for a run at the title this year? It's an incredibly stupid thing to say. Yeah, it like, really is. Stupid. Yeah, like I mean, I'm embarrassed. I get that you don't them. have, 
you don't have stories to talk about, but really, come on, you're you're gonna create a scenario where the star of the Yankees gets hurt for the rest of his career. It's just like, what are you doing? You can find something better to talk about. I mean, what if you decide to go that? If you decide to go that route, you don't win. You sacrifice this guy's entire career. And Aaron Judge hasn't made real money in Major League Baseball yeah. yet either. No. Yeah. What? Just a stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't point. sacrifice his career, his livelihood, just for them to win a World Series. No, I wouldn't either. Honestly, even if it meant that they different story or any like someone like that. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But even if it meant they would win this year, but it meant Aaron Judge would be done playing baseball at what twenty eight years old, I don't know if I would sign for that. To be honest with you, nah, that's not. Yeah, I that's agree. Not fair. I would and then, ne- look if you're talking. It's just a stupid. It's just such a stupid question. Yeah. You can't even justify it. But like, like I said, Aaron Judge isn't isn't the make or break for me anymore at this point. You know. Okay, so that's where a court again. I didn't hear them. So I'm just going based on a conversation I had with my cousin earlier. Um, he said that then it was like Maggie made the statement that these that the Yankees cannot win the World Series without these two guys. Can you guess what two players that she mentioned? Because they're my they're honestly they're my two players as well. So I Garrett, do agree with her. Garrett Cole and Garrett Judge. Cole is one of them. Yes. Oh, Judge Judge isn't Judge wasn't the other one. He was not. Oh, then it's Gary Sanchez. No, no, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be DJ LeMayu or Glaber Torres. It is not DJ LeMayu. Chapman? Glaber Torres? Yeah, she said Cole and Torres are the two guys the Yankees can't uh, win the World Series without. And I agree with that. I can agree with that. I I can agree with that. So if we were, if we were going to throw that out there, what two players the Yankees can't afford to lose in a potential 2020 season, I would say that it's Cole and Glaber Torres. Right. And then this is where I was saying you can't justify this question anyway, because you're taking now Garrett Cole, who's clearly one of the make or break guys. And he has a, what a 10 year contract. He's still young. He's still one of the best pitchers in baseball. I'm not sacrificing him for this, for this year, because I still think, they can win it down the road, and Glaber Torres is still a young kid who could be a superstar. So there's no there's no way to justify this question and have it make sense because the Yankees are young, they're talented, and they still have a lot ahead of them. That window's closing faster. It than is. We think it, it is. is I'm not saying it's not, but it's still open. It's not like the it's not like the Red Sox where they just got rid of everything no, and their window is closed now. It's closed, right? So if they were if they never won a World Series and they were on that last year of that window being closed, then you could start justifying some players there. But for the Yankees, yeah, the window's closing, but it's still open. It's still there. So you can't ask that question right now. Maybe in a few years you can. Even what in 2 question? years you can you can pick apart a player and say, would you sacrifice this guy to I, win yeah, it this we're year? Over, we're over that now. We're talking about who the two guys that they need more than anybody. Yeah, no, Cole, I I understand. I'm saying I was trying to justify how they could even ask that question. I agree. Because Cole they're and bored Torres. and they're stu- I to- and I told my cousin this. This is what happens when you're bored and stupid. This is the type of shit that you talk yeah, about. Did they at least preface it with saying, also, if you take away the two best players from any team in baseball, they seriously hurt their chances of winning the World Series. You could do that with every single team. Yeah, yeah take almost. away your two best players, you're gonna, you're not gonna probably win the World Series. 
No, and I agree with that statement, but I think she was Except trying to make the point. The Nationals. I think she was trying to make the point of the two players the Yankees can afford to lose the most, uh, least. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. See, I, I, I would actually replace Glaber Torres with Gary Sanchez because yeah. then what? You're, you're going to go into the postseason with Kyle Agashioka as your everyday catcher, and who's going to be his backup? Chris, oh, I, I know, I, I know why you're saying this because if Glaber Torres couldn't play, that means Tyler Wade would be a starter. <laughs> Damn it, you got me. Yeah, but, but if Glaber yeah, Torres you know what? can't play, yeah, but you know what? To back up your point, right? If there's one guy outside of Encarnacion, obviously, last year, that if they had a productive postseason, the Yankees probably make it to the World Series. It's Gary Sanchez. Mm. Gary Sanchez in the middle of this lineup. And he, yeah, he just my my thing is is like if 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 Gary goes down, his, his replacement wouldn't be the same as maybe I uh, know, but then you would have to be you would have to put Tyler Wade. Because you you're not going to put Lemayhew at shortstop. This is the happiest Ryan's been since quarantine started. I know, yeah, but I wouldn't want. He's yeah, just I wouldn't vi- want he's Tyler pic- Wade in the starting line. He's just he's picturing Tyler player. Wade playing in the World Series and hitting a walk off. Yeah, yeah, makes the final out. So let's wrap up no, the show I mean, on this because because Chris did kind of segue into this. I, I asked this on Twitter last week, and I thought it would be fun thing for us to debate for a couple yeah. minutes before we wrap up the show here. Would you rather be? The guy that got the walk-off hit to win a World Series, not a World Series game, but to win the World Series for your team, or would you rather be the pitcher to be on the mound to record the final out via strikeout for your team to win the World Series? Before we started recording, before you came on, Christian, I brought this up to Ryan because I said Christian will probably bring this up. He put this poll out, and we started talking about it, and then we got cut off, and I was trying to make a point to Ryan, and I – and I won't say what his answer was or anything. I'm just going to say mine, and I'm going to justify why I chose it. Um, I was a pitcher my whole life, and there's was I never. I mean, I hit a big home run in little league, but that doesn't count. I I never had a big moment in competitive baseball as a batter ever. I have had big moments as a pitcher. And there's no better feeling than getting that strikeout to win the game or to get out of a huge jam. There's no way I'm choosing to be the batter here. I'm in the minority. I'm choosing pitcher just because I know what that feeling is. But how, all right, think of off the top of your head. I could think of two right off the top of my head. How many World Series ended in a walk-off hit that you, you could just think of? Okay, you don't have to. and and here's here's, that's the, you know, the road you were going down on this. I got somebody tweeted this to me. I don't know how accurate it is, but somebody said that only 10 batters have ended the world series with a hit in the history of. Wow. All right. So, so here, so, be Carter not, and Gonzalez. I know Carter. And so Gonzalez. I'm not exactly sure how uh, accurate that is, but it would lend itself to be on the lower side. So the, I would think. the path Ryan's going down, this is to be memorable. But for me, I'm I'm going first person here. I'm actually putting myself. I don't care what people remember. Okay. I'm like I'm that. living in the moment. I can't put myself in the shoes of a batter getting a big hit like that. I can put myself in the shoes of being a pitcher and so ending a World a Series. So when you were a little kid, when you were a little kid and you you had your fantasy game out in the backyard, that's different. 
It's different. No, it's not different. It's different what, because I, I when I was a little kid, well, I, did you always dream of, of being on the mound like Stacy sets at the belt? When as I got as I got older, absolutely, because that's what nobody, I knew. Nobody that's asked you. That's not what I asked you. When I was a kid, of course nobody I want to hit the big home run because you're playing wiffle ball. You're you know. Nobody fantasizes about striking somebody out to end the game. When I would kid. much always, rather strike hitting, someone out. Hitting a home run to win the World Series. And I'm, that's what I would go with. And 84% of the people said they would rather be the batter than the pitcher. You know, they would you should have walk-off hit. You should have really had a scenario for the pitcher because the batter gets the big walk-off. The pitcher, it should have been bases loaded up by a run. Oh uh, yeah, let's let's tilt it so it fits your narrative. And now. you come in, you come in, and you have to get that one out. Hell yeah, I'm the pitcher. I want to be that guy. Yeah, and I want to be the guy that hits one 450 feet off you. Yeah, because it's all imagination for you. For me, I can actually put myself in the pitcher's shoes. Okay, I'm talking about <laughs> being polarizing and being a. a just a memorable person in the sport. When you think of like Chris Sale struck out Manny Machado to end that one World Series against the Dodgers a few years back, you don't really remember that. Remember but in it your head, right? But I also remember in 1994 I, seeing those clips of Joe Car- of Carter hitting a, a walk off home run to win it. He's still, uh, you know, talked about today. Luis Gonzalez, I unfortunately still remember that of him hitting walk off garbage in against. The- no. He's just a garbage you, individual. You, you're the guy that did it. You you ended the World Series. And I get that you would do that as well with a strikeout, but I don't know, man. The, the, that would just be overwhelming for me if I if to hit a walk-off to end the World Series. I think it's because it's, every, it's everything uh, you dream of as a little kid when you're playing baseball uh-huh. in your backyard to get the big hit to win the World Series. So that's, I mean... Unless you're a pitcher like this dickhead over here. Look at him. He's not even paying attention. I'm yeah, paying attention. You just called me. Uh, you said unless you were a pitcher like this dickhead. I mean, I don't even I can't even remember 10 big strikeouts to end a game. But I could like just you see it in your head. You see Aaron Boone. I know it wasn't a World Series walk up, but he walked off with a homer against the Red Sox in 04 to get in. Like, they that, did matter. That's a memory. I, I don't re- I'll be honest with you. I Because. 99 is just kind of sandwiched in with everything that happened. With it really the is. I, I don't remember how that World Series is it ended. Brocious? Pop-up to Brocious? Uh, right. 96. It 96 was, a was Charlie Hayes. Hayes. 98. was a, I believe it was, it a, was, gra- was it a ground ball yeah. to Scott Brocious, right? Brocious, 99, yeah. I honestly, I don't remember. 2000 was the Piazza fly ball to Bernie. Williams, Bernie Williams. Yeah. And then 2009 was the grounder to Robbie Cano from so Marion Rivera, unless I don't know, maybe somebody wants to look that up real quick. He he didn't even end the World Series with a strikeout. No, ninety nine no. was. Did Chad Curtis catch the final out in that game? What was the year? Last? What was the year when Mo did the twirl on the mound? Yeah, you wait. Who said Curtis just now? It was Keith Lockhart flied out to left fielder Curtis for the final out of the season. Oh, that's a mic drop right there. Oh, Damn. good shit. All right, go eat with your wife. Why do you know? How do you know she's texting me right now? What? How do you know she's texting me right now? Because I have a wife with kids too. I don't. Stay and talk with us. 
<laughs> God, I I'm want, the only I'm the only host on this podcast now, co-host that doesn't have a child. Single? Are you Leslie Nope right now? Are you yeah, nope? bro. Yeah. Uh, so what's it Yo, feel when like, we, Christian? When does we, it feel like being a dad? Do you feel different? It, it's Is it like, does really, that change you? He's much it nicer. Kinda it kind of hasn't set in yet. You do seem a little nicer. When you when we come back and we could all be together, you are shaving your head on the show for everyone to watch. No, I'm not. Do it. Ava asked you to do it, Ryan. So yeah, Sorry. it's not happening. I'll That's maybe I'll clip the ponytail. Pass your shoulder, I'll clip the ponytail to get it to be uh, Yankee length. It's not over, all right. over the shoulder. Sounds good. Look at that, dude. Look at that length. So. That's crazy. We, 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 we got a stress. Do. We got a stress ball in your hand. Yeah, he's had it all. He's had it all. That's a little tennis ball. I saw you guys' dad earlier. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you dropped something off at the house. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. So, uh, if, Mr. Stacy, if you're listening, you know, since your son never wants to apologize to you, I will take the time to say thank you for stopping by today. So, I'll be a nice for right now. But you know, when the new uh-huh. babies, when the new baby smell wears off, and I'm back to normal, then uh, all bets are off. <laughs> So let's wrap this up here before uh, I get beat to death because I got a hungry wife waiting downstairs uh, with a newborn and a dog that's probably fucking driving her up the wall. So <clears throat> thank you for listening. If I didn't, did I say 174? Are we on 74? I was actually yeah. just, yeah, we're on episode one. You said 74. Yeah, you did. You did. All right. Who knows? I, everything's blending together these days. But, you know, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you for listening to episode 174 of the NYYST podcast. We want to thank Stack Guy Rye for coming out of hiding, like the uh, the guy that eats suntan lotion and bench warmers. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, really. I haven't <laughs> seen the sun in like three months. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stack Guy Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.